Is he worthy? Amen. 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 You might be seated. Good to see all of you here this morning. Had an interesting conversation this week. Of course, actually, every conversation I have with Matt is interesting. Matt, hey, buddy. Come here, man. I'm really, you know, I love to see how God has worked in Matt's life. And one day, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your testimony, what God has done in your life. But this guy is like a walking Bible, dude. I, I just love sitting down with him and, and talking. And uh, Actually, I listen because he talks a lot. He's, I thought I talked a lot, but he talks a lot. Oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> you had an interesting point the other day. We were, we were talking about just, uh, there's been some, um, you know, just some prophetic things taking place and God speaking about, you know, raising up dry bones. And, um, and I, I, we were talking about that, and I said, you said, here, tell, me, tell us what you talked about the dry bones. Well, I kind of try to break down every word and I prayed and asked the Lord why it said the word dry and when I got to thinking about it and and looking into it a little bit uh, if someone has leukemia which is a blood disorder and blood is the lifeline they get a bone marrow transplant mm. the source of life comes from the blood mm. and so when God gives you dry bones and he brings the dry bones back to life He's bringing the blood, the life, the life source back into us mm. is how I look at it. Come on. That's good. You know, sometimes I believe that, that we overlook what Christ has done for us, don't you? Sometimes we take for granted of what the Lord has done for us and to think that he was willing to shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for us. And, and, and we might have dry bones, you know. Uh, this morning had a few people come in and we had some time of prayer here this morning. And just to let you know, we have a prayer time from 8.30 to 9.30. And you're welcome to come in to that prayer time and just really spend time. But, but this morning as, as, as someone come in, they just said, Pastor, I just feel so dry. I just feel like, I feel like, does the Lord love me? Does the Lord care about me? Of course, you, you know, we grasp a hold of truth. The Bible says to cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, right? And so we know that God loves us. We know that God cares, but sometimes we get overwhelmed with life that we don't feel it. Somebody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we get overwhelmed and we feel like, I just don't feel like God loves me. I just don't feel like anyone cares. I just don't feel like anyone sees my circumstances. And yet, when we hang on to the truth of God's word, when we grab a hold of the sword of the spirit and we recognize that God's word is truth and he says, I love you, I created you, right? He says, you're the workmanship of my hands, right? Isn't that what God's word says? 
And he says, cast all your care on me, for I care for you. And we have these scriptures. He says, cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? The knowledge of God is that he loves you. Doesn't he love you? We need to declare that. I thank God for his love. For God so loved the world. Does that include you? God so loved the world that he was willing Think about that. He loved you in the worst state of your life, but he loved you so much, even in the the worst state, he considered you valuable because you were created by him. And so when the enemy comes in and says you're worthless and you mean nothing and you're unvaluable, we just need to remind the enemy who our Savior is. We need to remind him of who our God is, who who loves us, who cares for us, who's compassionate about us. Amen? I know I'm loved. (laughs) I know the Lord loves me because he died on the cross for me. I know the Lord loves me. And I know the Lord has a plan because he was unwilling to stay in the grave. He rose on the third day and I have life and life more abundant because of him. I have hope to know that I will know I don't have to spend eternity in hell. I don't have to spend eternity in a grave. But I know that on the third day I'm going to rise again. Amen. I know that I'm his. I'm getting rapture ready. Come on. I'm ready for him to step out on the clouds of glory and know that I, I'm not bound to this earth. There's nothing that can hold me back. There's nothing that can hold me down. There's no strings attached. Come on. Amen. Come on, somebody. Y'all love the Lord? I mean, think about this. There's a whole lot of folks who are, who are struggling. And, and here we are about to celebrate Thanksgiving. And I know we got Christmas trees up already, but... I'm okay with that. And I really, I really thank all of those who spent hours upon hours of uh, decorating. And they're not finished yet, but uh, it looks beautiful. And I, Deborah, thank you for putting together that team and all those who joined you. I saw a lot of faces in here the other day. So I, I'm afraid I'll miss somebody if I start naming names. But I really thank all of you guys who did that. But we're, we're here at, this, at the brink of Thanksgiving and and, and, and this thing's like, where did this year go, right? And, and thinking about, here we are, November, and so many people are still struggling. So many people are still having a hard time processing all that's going on around the world. All that's happening in our, in our country all, that, all the shifting in our culture and all these things that are, seem overwhelming and, 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 and almost, almost depressing to think of what's happening in our world. I mean, I'm thankful for the conference that we had to help us to put things in perspective and realize that all these things are signs. All these things are helping us realize that we are getting closer to the end. We see all this happening and and it's not a time to truly be depressed or discouraged. It's really a time to say, man, Jesus is coming back. Come on. I mean, his word is true. I mean, all these things that are happening around us, is just they're just absolute 
truth that God's word is true. The prophet said it is taking place. It's happening around us. We don't have to wonder and worry. Is Jesus coming back? Yeah, we can see it. He's coming back. But yet at the same time, so many have struggled with being thankful in tough times. It's hard to say, it's hard to feel like, Lord, I I thank you, Jesus, for the times I'm living in, right? I mean, a lot of us talk about, man, I just remember about the good old days, right? We, we, We like to talk about the good old days. Oh, man, I remember when. But you know, the same God who was remembered when is the same God who's available now. The same God who healed the sick, come on, the same God who moved in services powerfully is the same God who's available to us even right now. Right? And and, and the idea is that God, where are you? God, why don't you move? Now, God, why aren't we experiencing what we experience? And, and I have to look at where are we in our relationship to God as where we were. Are we thankful? Are we happy about where we are? I mean, the, the Word of God says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say Rejoice. Another version says it this way, may you always be joyful in your life in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord when? No, come on, you can't do that. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. In other words, look, I need to remind you, rejoice in the Lord always. Listen, listen, listen to me. And again, I say rejoice. See me all teachers, y'all understand that. Got to get some tension around here. How? God, how can we be rejoicing in what we see? How can we, how is this possible? How is it possible to feel joy? How is it possible to be joyful in all circumstances? We all quiet this morning. All right. I mean, shouldn't we learn to celebrate life? Shouldn't we learn to be thankful for the moment? Amen? I mean, when you think about it, the Bible tells us that God has given us everything that we need to live and, and, to, and to enjoy a godly life. Everything you need to live a godly life has been given to you, has been offered to you. Amen? I mean, look, I mean, I remember my, my dad gave me a toolbox, my first set of tools. Now, George, I didn't know how to use half the tools in that pool toolbox. But at least I had a craftsman set of tools. You know what I'm saying? Amen. That don't mean anything anymore. But back in the day, craftsmen meant something. I mean, you, you, you had a tool that messed up. You take it back to Sears and you say, hey, bro, this is messed up. I want another one, Right? And I remember, you know, thinking, oh, boy, this is exciting. I've got a set of tools. But, and, and the reality is, is God has given us a tool chest full of tools. But if you never break open the box, if you leave the cellophane wrapped around that tool, it, 
It's pretty. But it's unuseful. Until you break open the box, until you uh, get involved in it. I mean, the Word of God says this way. You've been created in Christ Jesus unto good works, right? And until you break open the box, until you get in, it, it's, it's just a tool in the tool in the tool chest, in the tool belt. And God wants us to realize that in, in, in this life, he's given us everything we need for, to live a life of godliness, but we've got to break open the tool chest. We've got to realize that there's an onslaught of the enemy, and we have every tool it takes to live in peace and enjoy in the presence of God, but we've got to be willing to break open the box. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord is simply celebrating what God has done for us and in us. I mean, look, there's, there's nothing that is in shorter supply today than rejoicing. The other side of rejoicing is complaining. Huh? I mean, did not Israel find themselves in the wilderness because of complaining? Somebody the other day, we started another 12-step. And men, if you're interested in joining a 12-step, next Thursday, would love, not this Thursday, but the next, would love to have you join in at 6 o'clock. But one of the guys in, in, in the group, I'm not breaking, I can't even say the word, anonymity, whatever. But they said, how long we have to be in this journey? I said, as long as it takes. <laughs> And sometimes I feel like we, we, we have gotten to a place where everything is so much about us that we have no ability to truly be thankful for what God's given us. And we expect God just to sweep in and blow over us and say, Ooh, that's God just touch us, right? But we have so many, I mean, look, in the room where the outpouring of the Holy Spirit took place in Acts, they were all in what? In a Honda? Oh, no. That, that they were all in unity. They were all in one accord, right? They had all things, and they had, they had their mindset in the same place. But when we have so many things saying, well, you know, I think I need to do it this way, or it should be done that way, and instead of just saying, God, I thank you for everything that's going on around me. Lord, I trust that you are in charge. I trust that, that you have all things under control. And if, and if it bothers me or if it has me, uh, if it... If it uh, like sandpaper to me is rubbing me the wrong way, then God, I pray that you will help me to see your plan in it all. But I thank you, God, because I know that you're doing a work in me and you're doing a work around me. Come on, somebody. Amen. When we get into a mindset that, that, that everything is, is everything's bad. I mean, when we get into a mindset that everything's against me, then how can we be thankful? How can we experience the love of God? How can we express the love of God? How can we bring someone closer to God if we're not thankful for the things that we're in? Amen? Preach, preacher. God, help us to understand your word. I mean, thankfulness is a state of mind that, that I choose to have every single day. Lord, I'm thankful that I'm able to get out of the bed. I'm thankful for the breath that I'm able to breathe. I'm thankful, Lord, for the family that you've given me. I'm thankful for the church that you've allowed me to be a part of. I'm thankful for the ministries that you've allowed me to serve. And I'm thankful. 
Amen? I mean, this is what the this is what David said. He said, this is the day the Lord has made, right? I will rejoice and be glad in it. I mean, when you get up every morning, you realize, thank you, God, you created this day. And Lord, I'm going to serve you no matter how that day comes about. I'm going to serve you with all of my heart. Because this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will. In other words, I've got to exert my volition to rejoice in the things that God's given me that day. Amen? Too many times we're so caught up in worry and doubt and fear. We're so much worried about yesterday that we can't focus on the day. We're so what's going to happen tomorrow that we can't, we can't get involved in what's going on right now. Oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just going to be upset about it. Now the Bible says sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Come on. So in other words, let's just learn to worship and serve God one day at a time, right? One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking of you. Lord, help me today. Show me the way one day at a time. Come on. That's all we can handle, isn't it? Did you realize that most people are, are worried about the past and 70% of the things that people worry about are things that happened in the past. And, and, and I, I'm not aware of it. Uh, and even though I love you know, Back to the Future, I'm not aware that they have created time travel yet to go back and change anything. So therefore, if it hasn't been created yet, and I can't go back and change anything, so I might as well not worry about what's happened yesterday, but learn how to live today despite of yesterday, knowing that the blood of Jesus covers me from all of my sins, and if I put it under the blood, I know he's taking care of it, I know he loves me, and he's going to walk with me in the journey. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 goes on and says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with what? Thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's a good word right there, Pastor. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18 says, Always be joyful. Some of y'all are like, man, pastor, what's up with you? Really? You got to go there? Always. How often is always? Always. Always be joyful. Man, really? Never stop praying. Never cease praying. Pray always. Pray continually. Right? Can you always be in prayer? Amen. There's an ability to be able to continually walk in a relationship with God and communicate with Him all the time. What's prayer? It's communication with God. It's like driving around with God right next to you. You can always communicate with In other words, you can never you can always communicate with God. He's right there. Never cease communicating with God. Be thankful in some circumstances. Well, wait a minute now. 
Now, here's the key. It, didn't, it doesn't say be, be thankful for all circumstances. I think we get confused right there. Because I'm not thankful for all circumstances. I'm not thankful that, that bad things sometimes happen. I'm not thankful when someone is in pain. I'm not thankful when somebody's hurting. I'm not thankful when, when someone passes away. I'm not thankful for those moments because I, I struggle to, to see others struggling. But in every circumstances, I can be thankful. In every circumstance, I can find something to be thankful about. Right? So it says, in all things, right? In all circumstances, be thankful. And here's the hard part, because everybody's searching for God's will, right? What's God's will for my life? Well, this is God's will. This is what it says. For this is God's will for you. This is God's will concerning you in Christ Jesus. What is God's will? For me to always be joyful. For me to continually pray. For me to be thankful in all circumstances. And I, and I think about that because it reminds me of the psalmist in Psalms 100. It's a psalms of thanksgiving. It says, shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Right? How many are excited? Woo! I love excited people. You know what? I love people that just, woo! That's why I love Paige. Yeah. I, I think she thinks she annoys me at times, but really, actually, I just love it. I just love the, the ambience when you're around her. It's just, whew! Nina's another one of those. Come on, Nina. I mean, you get around, it's just, whoo, come on, we got, let's go do this. I mean, we can conquer the world, let's go. I mean, you know, and I love that mentality. I love being around folks who just have that, that desire that nothing's, nothing's impossible for God. And, and, and they walk in that mentality that nothing's impossible for God. If God says it, let's go do it, you know. Thank God for people like that. Shout with joy. To the Lord, all the earth. So there's a sound of thanksgiving. Amen. There's a sound of thanksgiving, and it's a shout of joy. The woo, come on. I, I was looking up what the difference between yee yee and yeehaw the other day. I don't, I really don't understand. There's a sticker on the back of my truck, and I was just trying to make sure it was appropriate, right? It said yee yee, and then I was like, "What is yee yee?" I said, "I better make sure it's not a yeehaw." I don't know. But, but isn't that joyful? Woo! Yeehaw! Come on! Let's get this. We got it. Good old Southern statements. Get her done! For all those uh, from New York and New Jersey, that means we're going we're gonna to get something done, right? I was sitting beside uh, somebody from Philly the other day. I said, gee, yet? He's like, what? Oh, let, let me translate. Did you eat yet? Did you eat yet? Somebody else said, no, did you? <laughs> Welcome to the South. Appreciate you guys. There's a shout. There's a sound of, 
of thankfulness and it's a shout of praise. It's a shout of joy. There's, there's a, an attitude, there's an action of thankfulness and it's to serve. It goes on, it says, it says serve the Lord with gladness or worship the Lord with gladness. So there's an action, a part of thankfulness and it's a service. When you're thankful for something, aren't you uh, more able or willing to serve in it when you're thankful for it? Amen? I mean, it, it, it gives you an idea of where people stand when, when in the majority of society, whether it be business, whether it be church or whatever, that it's about 10 to 12% of the people who do 100% of the work. Oh, I got to, I didn't get an amen. I didn't get an amen. I, was gonna move, I better move on. But service is a sign of thankfulness. Service is a sign of, man, I am so excited about what's going on. Help me. Show me where I can get involved. Show me where I can be plugged in. Show me what I can do to help make this thing right. Come on. It's not all about saying, well, I don't like the way they're doing that, so I'm not going to get. No, it's, it's like, hey, I love what they're doing. I don't necessarily agree with how they're doing it, so let me get involved to see if I can have a part in making it happen. Come on. Amen. And oh me, right? Come before him with singing, with joy, right? Amen. Kind of like a verse says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, right? And his courts with praise. I mean, there's a part of how do we, it's like this. We want to get into the courts of his presence. We want to get in uh, to that, that holy of holies. We want that, that inner sanctuary moment where God just you know what I'm saying? And yet we've not entered with thanksgiving. Well, it's just, it's just not the way I like it. Huh? And how can we move past the gates and get into the courts if we can't enter the gates right? Enters gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We've got to enter in right. And we've got to enter in through the presence, through the veil of, of him who has given his life for us. And we enter in by thanksgiving, by worship, by honoring him, to glorifying him, right? Come before him with singing, with joy. What does that show? It shows that I'm thankful. I mean, we, it goes on in verse 3. It says, acknowledge that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Well, I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 11 and 6. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For those who come to God must believe that he is or that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We live in a world who thinks they've created God. We just worship him when we want to. We just call on him when we need something. It's as if we have positioned ourselves above God. We live in a world... Even, a, even in a religious environment that, that calls on God when they need him, like he's some lucky uh, rabbit's foot or he's some stained glass window, he's historical, or he's something we can rub or like a genie in a box when we want something, and, and we have taken for granted that he is, the, he is God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. And if we want God, we got to recognize he is God. It is him who has created us. We didn't create ourselves. Somebody says, well, it's my money because I work for it. Well, it's God who gives you the ability to get up in the morning to go to work for it. Right? 
It is, the word says that he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. It is him who has created everything. You want wealth? Then you've got to be a servant of God. Amen. I mean, when he says acknowledge that the Lord, that the Lord is God. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. With all of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And then it tells you something not to do. Lean not unto what? Your own understanding. Come on. I mean, have anybody ever messed up anything? Come on, right? The first step's admitting it. <laughs> Lean not unto your own understandings, but in all, not some, not part, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. How do we show we're thankful to God for being God? We surrender to him. We acknowledge him in every plan that we make. Lord, it is yours. This is our thoughts. This is what I'm thinking. But God, you direct my path. You, your word says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered by God. Lord, then I'm asking you to order my steps, that you would align my mind to your plan. God, that I would not make a step or make a plan without knowing that it is your will, that it is your plan. And Lord, I acknowledge you in everything. You know, if we get into the mindset that we can acknowledge God's presence in everything we do, then how much better would the things we do be gl bring glory to Him? Come on. Can you honor God in every conversation that you have? Can you acknowledge that God's presence and is, is there and uplifting? And How many understand that, that God has not come to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved? Can we, can we speak in such terms to say we believe God is God, and that we, ha we acknowledge his presence is real, and that, we, that, that no matter what happens, no matter what happens in government, no matter what happens in, in society, no, ma no matter what happens in culture, that we still believe God is real and we're going to obey him no matter what happens to us? And, and, and a part of acknowledge him and all of that, that God will lead us and direct our steps and he'll direct our paths. Come on. Amen. Amen. That's food smelling really good over there. I better slow. My internal time clock is starting to say I need to close. You need to close, Pastor. Come on, right? We're his people. I think we have to come to that recognition that we are his people. The sheep of his pasture. And if we're his people, then he is the one directing us. And we're acknowledging that he's directing us. It is then that he will show us. He will, we will be able to enter those gates with thanksgiving. It'll be, it will be able to get into the courts of his praise with praise. We'll give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen? For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And His faithfulness continues to every generation. You know, I don't know about you, but I owe Him my life. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to go in the military. I'm closing. I am closing. I wasn't playing about that. 
I could preach another hour, but that's all right. Y'all, y'all wouldn't appreciate that. But I, I remember sitting down with a Vietnam veteran and, and hearing his story and hear him talk. And he says, he was talking about the, some different ones that he stays in contact with and how that, that they've been friends for years. I said, how did you meet them? I said, well, he said, we were in a, in a, in a very hard situation, and, and I got wounded. He said, and this guy picked me up and carried me out of that jungle area. He says, and I didn't know him well. He said, but man, I owe him my life. He said, and from that moment, it started a friendship. He says, and we go, I go to his place sometimes. He comes to my place sometimes. Friendship. I owe him my life. Well, I'm telling you this, guys, that there's a lot of people in my journey that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for a youth pastor who, when everybody else was telling them, don't let that kid in your youth group, he's going to cause problems, that he was willing to take a chance on me, willing to love me. I basically owe him my life. I'm thankful for a pastor who loved me when I wasn't getting it right and grabbed me and said, boy, we need to sit down and talk. I'm thankful for those men and women that have journeyed in my life that God has used to help correct me and, and show me a better way. But more than anything, I'm thankful for what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross of Calvary. Some of you have had the opportunity to hear, I would say pleasure, I don't know if it's displeasure, pleasure, but you've had the opportunity to hear my testimony at CR. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be standing here today. If it wasn't for, for the Lord loving me and, and pulling me out of some, some ugly things in life, I wouldn't be here. And there's times that even standing here, even as I'm preparing and praying for services, that the enemy wants to say, man, you're unworthy. Or myself, I get into myself thinking, man, what are you doing? Who are you to stand in front of anyone and share the word of God? It's real. Self-worth is a struggle. But then I have to remind the enemy that, you know what? I know where I came from. I know what I used to be. I know the life that I lived and, and, and know that it was only... God who could pull me out of that life. I know. It was a 16-year-old young person who, who literally was an alcoholic, smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, cussing every breath. I thought you was raised in church. I was. But man, I was running so hard from God that I just throw my hands up. And the Lord captured me. And in one moment, he took away 
the whole mentality of drugs and alcohol. He took away cigarettes. He changed the, the, the whole makeup of my being. And, and I've, I've come to realize that if God can do it for me, He can do it for anybody. If God could radically change my life, somebody, you know, there's some people who've, who've never gone that deep. They've never fallen that far. They've never been in a place in their life where, the, if, if, in my mindset, if, if I could just, if I could just drive my car off of a cliff or the next tree, if I could just hit it and just give up. There's a lot of people who've never been there before. Because there's a whole lot of folks who have been mediocre all their life. Well, I, I go to church and I just, I dabble. You know, I, I know God's God. But they've never truly surrendered completely to Him. They've never turned their whole life over to say, my whole life is surrounded by God. He's the central figure of my life. You know, you know how the planets rotate around the sun? Well, he's the sun, Jesus, the son of God. And our whole life should rotate around him. Everything we do should be directed by his path. Everything we say should glorify him. And I, I'm tell you, it's hard because we live in a society that's, that wants everything to revolve around them. We've gotten to a place where it's all about them. And it's a struggle because how, how can they find the strength of God? How can they experience the, the completeness of God's presence, the fullness of joy when everything revolves around them? So what does thankfulness do? Thankfulness allows us to humble ourselves before God. I mean, the, the, the guy with leprosy in Luke chapter 17, what did he do? Here was 10 lepers. They came to Jesus. Jesus healed them all. They were on their way to the temple because they were following the law, right? And on their way back, one of them said, well, you know what? This guy just healed me. And he ran back. And, and the Bible says that, that he... That he fell before the Lord and begin to thank Him, right? Shouting, praise God! The leper, to show he was thankful, he came back. And I think that we got to come back to our first love to show that we're thankful for what He's brought us through. Zacchaeus, even though the world was like, what's he doing going to his house? Zach's like, hey, what's going on? How do you know the world's curious? The world's curious. <laughs> They're curious about what God can do, but have we represented him in such a way that they want what we have? Because here he is, he's climbing up trees, he's doing what he can. He says, what is this, what's, what's this Jesus about? Jesus went to his house and and the, and the religious was like, don't they know? Don't he know what, they're, what that guy's about? And then all the while, 
Here's Zacchaeus saying, Lord, if I've done something wrong, he says, I'll give half my, I'm, I'm going to give half my wealth to the poor. He said, and if I've cheated anyone, he said, I'm going to make it right. It was, it was all the R's, right? It was restoration. It was reconciliation. It was uh, restitution. Come on. It was repentance. The leopard came back. Zacchaeus gave back, right? The lame man followed them back. When Peter and John saw the lame man, he said, look at us, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have we give unto you. And so the lame man in his thankfulness followed them back into the temple, leaping and jumping and shouting and praising God. There was a little girl. There was a little girl in San Pedro Sula on the, bo- on the Bordo. And, and the Bordo is probably the, the poorest area of, of the city. It's a city of two million people. It is at one point was the most dangerous city in, in the world. At the height of the war in the Middle East, there were more people being murdered per 100,000 people in San Pedro Sula than in the war. It was a super dangerous place. And I remember going down the border in this, in this, I mean, they had nothing. They were literally living in pallets put together with a little tin on the top. And, and Anna was probably nine years old, and, and we, were, we were walking through the Bordo, and we were praying with people. We were handing out food. And this little girl, she had this, this tin, and in the tin, I mean, she had these little toy, little, little figurines. And she had this tin with this, this cloth in it. And Anna went over to to just sit down beside her. I said, Anna, go sit down beside her. And that little girl was so protective of these little figurines. I mean, for me and you, they were probably just McDonald toys that we throw away. But to her, these were treasured values that she cared about, that she loved. Anna went over and sat beside her and 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 course, Anna didn't know Spanish at the time, but they sat there and smiled at each other, and I watched that little girl take those toys and wrap them individually in that cloth and put them in that tin. I said, God, we've been given so much. We've become such a throwaway society, and even in our faith, we, we take it for granted. We, do we even care about our faith as we should? Do we guard the treasure that God's given us? Do we guard it in such a way that we're willing to spend the time wrapping it, caring for it, treasuring it like that little girl, that little toy? Because I don't want to ever be found unthankful or ungrateful. You know, Romans chapter 1, I think it's verse 21, it talks about those who he gave over to a depraved mind. And here's what he said. He says, and they were unthankful. 
See, we get to a place where we take for granted what God's given us, and we become ungrateful and unthankful, and we move farther and farther away from the love of God. And we find ourselves cold and bitter and angry, and really, God hadn't moved anywhere. He's saying, son, daughter, come closer. I'm right here where you left me. This morning, I don't know where you feel. I don't know how you feel. I don't know. Maybe you're the one that says, Pastor, I, I'm, I feel dry as a bone. I feel, I feel like I'm 100 miles away from God. And I, I feel like if I shout, he can't hear me anymore. I feel like, where's God? And the Lord's saying, would you just come and be thankful? Would you just come and give it to me? Would you come and treasure the gifts that I've given you? Would you come and value the relationship that I want to have with you? Would you come and surrender back to me? Maybe that's you this morning. And if it is, I want to open these altars because I want everyone to know that God's not moved. He's still there. He's still right in the midst He still wants to embrace you. He still wants to hold you. And maybe you feel broken. Maybe you feel like the circumstances of this world. I know that you're, it's probably, look, you can't be thankful for the situation at times. But can you find something to be thankful for in your circumstance? Can you find that God is right there to hold your hand, to embrace you in the midst of your trial? Can you find that this morning? If you need that, would you just raise your hand right where you are? Pastor, I need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to meet you. He wants to touch you. If you raised your hand, would you be willing to step forward? Can we pray for you? Can we join with you? Come on. This is your moment. This is not an embarrassing time. This is a moment to say, I need God's help and I need the body of Christ to join with me. Come on. Amen. Who else? I need, I need God's help. I need the strength of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, there's somebody else. Come on. It's all right. We're here to hold you. We're here to embrace you. You see someone down here, you want to pray with them, would you come and just join with them right now? Food's not going anywhere. It'll still be there when we're done praying. Come on. Father, <laughs> Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you, <laughs> that you're awesome, that you love us. Thank you, Jesus.
Till I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful, yes. And all my life you have been so, so good with every I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so Every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so. the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you
of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful, yes. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you is running after it's running after me with my life laid down I surrender now I give you everything your goodness is running after it's running after me and all my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrendered now, I give you running after it's 
pray that that this has been something that is encouraging to you that to get our focus where it needs to be stay in tune with what God wants let's be aware of our attitudes let's be aware of our actions we are not perfect around here y'all y'all if you were expecting perfection, I apologize. And I will say this, if you're looking for perfection, you'll never find it. There's only one that you'll find perfection in, and that's Christ Jesus. But I'm believing that we're being perfected. So join us as we allow God to transform our lives. We allow Him to be in the process of us reaching our neighborhood and our world. I'm thankful for all that's going on around here. I'm excited for Celebrate Recovery. I'm excited for Manna, for God's Kitchen, for God's Closet, for, uh, for OCC, for uh, Parents Day Out, for Homeschool Co-op, for 4444. And that's just the other things that, not including our music ministry and all that happens on Sunday mornings. We have a a lot of things going and it's exciting and if you'd like to jump in and be a part I guarantee you you will not be denied access you are always welcome we need you we need you in women's ministry men's ministries greeters ushers security uh, buy a tree change a life especially um, yes we would love to have you be a part of that anyway let's pray over this food and they're going to open these doors, and they're going to, somebody in there, I guarantee you there's somebody that will tell us what to do. And I will appreciate that. Father, thank you, Lord, for the feasting at the table today. Thank you for feasting at the spiritual table. God, may we be challenged to be thankful in all circumstances. May we be joyful always. May we pray without ceasing. May our lives represent you in all that we say and do. Father, I pray for the food that we're about to uh, experience, because it's going to be good. Thank you, Lord, for all those who have participated and prepared food. May it be blessed. May you bless them. May we enjoy this. May it be nourishment to our bodies. May our bodies be prepared for service as we leave these doors today. May we honor you May we serve you in every capacity that we can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys. Hug somebody's neck. Let them know you're happy to see them today.